Get your films on with the blurs. Once an idea has taken hold of the brain, it's almost impossible to eradicate. Unpacking movies has never been more spot on, woke, fire, and just plain lit. They are lit all the time. So if you're unsure whether or not to plop down some cash for a film, check out the blurs. When a man with a 45 meets a man with a rifle, the man with a pistol is a dead man. Rondo's got what plants crazy. It's got electrolyte. You really only need to hang mean bastards. But mean bastards, you need to hang. Don't say you weren't warned. Ridiculous. Here's Brandon and Jeff. A special quickie episode of the Film Blurds. I'm Brandon Norwood, and I'm joined here by... Yo, this is Uncle Jeffrey, uh, a.k.a. Jeff Stewart. What are we calling this episode? Uh, young, black, and gifted. Seven film, seven upcoming films in t- 2024. So I'm gonna get right into it. I want to say sh- first and foremost, shout out to our friends at Allied Multicultural uh, for putting us on to this. And we're gonna give us, uh, we're gonna run through some films with some young black actors and filmmakers featuring uh, Gen Z and millennials. So. That's what we're doing right now. We're going to start right with the first one called We Grown Now, uh, starring Journey Smollett, a.k.a. Hottie McGee, and uh, <laughs> Little Rel Howard. Uh, directed by, I can't even say this name, Minhal Bang. It is a drama that follows two young boys uh, who are best friends who discover the joys and hardships of growing up in Cabrini, Cabrini Green. And for those of you who know what, who, what Cabrini Green is, you know that shit is rough. So you know it's going to be a rough movie to watch. So here's here's the here's the thing. I knew nothing about this movie before we got this list, and then reading the description is like yeah no this doesn't seem interesting to me at all and then i like let me do i did a google search and i found their teaser trailer and the clip for the movie this is high on my list now now i like i like black dramas like this like i'm uh let me let me preface this by saying all 70s movies i'm really looking forward to i'll just say that off the rip yeah, and yeah, yeah. Most obviously, definitely. the next one is my most anticipated of 2024. It's been my most anticipated for fucking years. So, and before it was even made, it was your most anticipated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, look, we grown now. Like that, that's my type of shit. I've never heard of this filmmaker Minhal Bang. I'm sorry if I am fucking executing your name, but I mean, let me let me let me. Let me I, there's got to be a. a... Uh, but did you did you did you get a chance to see the trailer? It's not I even like not. a trailer. It's just a it's a, it's just a clip. And I literally watched it before we we hopped on, and it's it's beautifully fucking shot. Like it. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, all, all the all the black all the black independent films have been made great, right? Fucking origin. Uh, all dirt roads taste the salt. Earth mama. Uh, shit. Even Barry Jenkins's two movies. Uh. Uh, whoa, 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 man! Uh, Moonlight and the one he did after that, the James Baldwin novel. I can't remember the name right now. Well, yeah, I'm but not, yeah, man, I'm not sure. Filmmakers uh, and indie, nine times out of ten, talent. Well, uh, well, she's uh, A.V. Rockwell. It's, 
So she's an, so uh, it looks like she is uh, Middle Eastern, Middle Baig. I'm sorry for butchering, butchering her name, but like looking at her, her CV, she's written for uh, BoJack Horseman, Rami. Uh, she wrote this, so this is gonna be. Yeah, like I said, uh, I, from in the course of uh, five minutes, I went from knowing nothing about this movie to it being highly anticipated. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stay. Keep myself in the dark. I want to be surprised. Uh, and it doesn't have a release date, so it's just this year sometime. Right, so well, hopefully sooner than rather than later. Uh, next on the list is Doom Part Two. Uh, I don't need to pontificate on this. The reason why it's on this list is because of Zendaya. Zendaya is a powerhouse. Like, come on. She is a brand onto herself. Uh, yeah, I got nothing to add. It's March 1st. I'm not going to say anything else other than right. like so- uh, Warners, you better Warners and Allied specifically. Y'all better give me the IMAX press screening. And I'm talking about AMC Lincoln Square, the eight story joint, just like WB sent me the fucking guild screening for Dune Part 1 two months before it came out on that IMAX. Like, I want that screening in IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's really not much to say. Uh, we're both very looking forward to this movie. But here's my thing. So, over the weekend, I, uh, I saw uh, Night Swim. And it just happened to be in the like the IMAX Dolby Theater because I guess people hate uh, Aquaman two that much that they put Night Swim in their premiere theater. And I mean, they, they every, pl- every theater now has two big screens: Dolby and IMAX. And Aquaman's still in IMAX, so you probably saw okay. it in Dolby. All right, then I saw it in Dolby. Um, but seeing the the like the the latest trailer on that big screen it's just it can't lose man i like haven't any, watched any trailer besides the first one and i'm gonna keep it that way because yeah no like every that's, time that's, i go that's, see a movie they play that trailer and i just close my eyes i yeah, close no, my it, eyes and put it in my headphones no it look it looks it looks absolutely uh amazing and, and all the complaints that people had you know like the, your dumb friends were like oh there's not enough action blah 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 that those are going to be addressed you know it's a two part movie you know uh so if you if you break a movie into two parts there's still three act structure right so i mean I it's it's a dense book right the book right. is 560 pages and it, there's a lot of world building there's a lot of terminology uh, of course, of course, it's not going. Of course, it, the first part is going to be window dressing and setup because they're trying to build the world and set up the conflict. And right. I mean, the, God forbid if part two never did get made. I mean, the conflict is uh, there is an ending to the conflict, but it, it it's not very you know, it's, it's not satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I will give Danny that he did try to make a fully realized movie with part one. Right. I mean, and we talked about this in our last episode. There's really not much to get excited about coming out this year. Dune 2 being one of those exceptions. And it honestly is going to eat everyone's lunch. Yeah. Well, uh, again, me personally, 
I, I've waited this long. I wish Warner Brothers would push this shit back to like October, November, or put it out sometime in the summer since right. the release schedule's fucked. But because this coming out, this comes out before the Oscars. And I have a feeling this is going to get lost in the shuffle come for award season next year. Right. Where the first right. one was like a front runner <laughs> across the board. I mean, it, I mean, this summer has proven with Oppenheimer and Barbie that you can put a smart movie in the middle of summer and it can win. It can win big. So, yeah, I look, I want this movie to succeed. I, not like I'm, I'm afraid that it's not going to, but imagine the box office if you drop this right in the middle of summer. Yeah, or or when it came out originally, like October, November. Right. Put it put it right. out there. Like I want the awards for this movie. Right. Uh, also, uh, Warner Brothers loves Doom Part Two so much they gave Denny a hard 2027 release date for Doom Messiah, and I'm just like. No, let homie take a break for a minute. Like, right, I, let, like as much as I love Dune, uh, I would love to see Danny make something else. Like, yeah, let, him, let, let him enjoy his life for a second. Like, like even Nolan made movies be, in between Batman. Like, between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, he did uh, The Prestige. In between The Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, there is Inception. Like, let let these guys take a take a take a break, breather. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. want him to get burned out on Dune because I I want him to keep doing this. Like from what I understand, Paul's journey ends in Dune Messiah, but the story really doesn't quote unquote end until Children of Dune. And I would like him to do Children of Dune, but y'all are gonna burn him out to the point where he might just walk after Messiah. Right. We don't want a Peter Jackson this dude. Yeah, right? yeah. Having having ulcers on set, like that's right. how Peter Jackson was working on The Hobbit. Like that nigga was having ulcers to the point where he even sat down making the third Hobbit movie. And he's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Right, right, yeah. So uh, let's Warner Brothers will run you ragged, bro. I mean, look, we don't we don't know what Warner Brothers is going to look like day to day, much less. <laughs> six months from now yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so we'll, well see i mean i mean it's what happens you got yo it's just all right that's not this that, that's not this show let's <laughs> but all you, right so you, uh, you, well you you know what you on. did Warner brothers you know you did number that number three number three on this list kingdom of the planet of the apes probably my third most anticipated movie uh of this year behind uh dune and furiosa so like number three uh yeah, uh the reason why this is on this list, it has some black uh cast members in this. Right, right. And like they're 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 good actors, uh in their own respect. Um and yeah, I don't want to it's it's always kind of risky talking about uh you know, young black and gifted and then putting uh Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes on there because it it's if there's a ra- there could be a racial yeah, racial connotation to it, all right. But you know there are there are some talented black actors who are doing the mocap and and stuff like that. Um, so it gets a pass. You know my love for the apes films. Uh, like I've talked about it, uh, I think it was a couple of episodes ago. How I went through 
all of the apes, all, all the new apes films. And I even went back and watched the old Charlton Heston uh, series. Um, so as soon as this was announced, the, my ticket was sold, right? Like I'm, I'm ready for it. And the trailer I, for it I, makes it even look even more spectacular than I could have ever uh, anticipated. I'm very much hoping West Ball knocks this out of the park. West Ball is a filmmaker I admire. Uh, whatever you think about those Maze Runner movies, he did a really good job. And I felt like his direction got better with each passing installment. Uh, I I really am curious to see what he's going to bring to the table with this franchise because again we're starting off this is a sequel to the previous trilogy while also this was being the first of a new trilogy so right. uh i'm i'm very i'm very excited to see where where we're gonna take the legacy of caesar and in new hands basically uh yeah west ball if he doesn't if this doesn't hit i hope west ball gets something else because i feel like that dude's too talented to just be push to the wayside and hopefully maybe if the, uh, somebody can pick up from Disney, his mouse guard adaptation that he, the storyboards are online. You could go on his Twitter. The storyboards right. are all right there. And I'm just looking at those storyboards. It breaks my heart. I'm like, bro's really trying with this genre shit, man <laughs> really is trying. And well, I, mean, I, I, I got to give it up for him. So uh, shout out to us ball. Yeah. I mean, uh, of all of those, why a, um, sort of Hunger Games ripoffs movies. I wanted to say ripoffs, but you know how what I mean. Um the Maze Runner series um uh, I really did enjoy. And you know, I want to see this I want to see the series continue. I want to see like more and more apes films. But I also want to see him get uh the opportunity to do things he really wants to do. Which is, again, that Mouse Guard adaptation. That's one of the most beloved children's books ever made, Mouse Guard. I remember when the options were, when that movie, with the rights for that book series was option, and people were in a bidding war to snap that up. And, of course, Disney bought it because they got the money. And, like, a lot of shit that Disney buys, they just let it fall to the wayside. So, Wes, I'm rooting for you. Let's go to... The fourth movie on our on our list, Ricky Stanky, uh, or Stanicky. Uh, it is a fantasy comedy by Peter Farley. Uh, stars Zac Efron. Uh, shout out to Jermaine Fowler. That dude is hilarious. Right. Uh, he was in Coming to America, played uh, the, the son, the long lost son. Uh, jo- John Cena's in it. And uh, look, I... Look, uh, Ricky Stanley, it, it, it's the name of an imaginary character invented by three longtime friends. And someone has to be blamed for their misbehavior over the past two get decades. When their partners become suspicious and demand to meet Stanicky, they decide to hire a wash up actor to bring the character to life. And that shit sounds hilarious. Right. However, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm just the only thing that gives me pause is Peter Farley. Right. And. Look, I am a fan of the Farley brothers, right? When they were making movies together. Um, so, you know, Peter, it, it, I, I hope this is great. Um, I did a deep dive on this because I you know, I had heard nothing about it. But um, this, 
this is a blacklist script. Yeah, I, I take that with a grain of salt because right. blacklist. Uh, right. Is some it, of the, the thing. The thing about the blacklist is is uh, they read so many scripts. So like, if they get one that's like really really weird, they love it immediately. Right. And I get it because you're reading like, uh, like what fifty thousand scripts a year. But like some of them scripts that they love, I'm just like, bro, this is not good. And you just like it because it's different. And you look, I could go for a, I could go for different, you know, like, uh, yeah, but look, look at the beaver. The beaver was a blacklist script for a long time. And that movie's shit. I forgot all about the beaver. Yeah. There's a lot oh. of movies that were on the black, like, uh, passengers. Passengers was on the blacklist for years. You mean space, rape? The, space, rape the movie? Up, what space rape, the movie. Yeah, people swore up and down that was one of the best scripts ever written. You go see that movie. That movie's a piece of shit. Uh, so, yeah, I take the blacklist with a grain of salt. Hard, right. High grain of salt. All right. Fair, fair, fair enough. But uh, I could go for an old school Farley-esque, no fucks given raunchy ass comedy. Yeah, like if this is like me, myself, and Irene, then it's going to be funny. Right, yeah. Yeah, like I want more I, I, I want more of that and less Green Book. Uh moving on. Uh we already talked about this movie because the uh the previous movie, Ricky Stanicky, and this movie both drop in March, the American Society of Magical Negroes. I got really nothing else to say because we talked about this already. Right. And like I mean, it is what it is at this point. Um I you know, uh, I've I feel like I've been waiting for this movie forever because I remember back in like ninety eight or two thousand. Yes, I'm fucking old. Um, when the Chris Rock show was out, and he called, he made a movie, like a, a parody for a movie called Miga, the Magic Nigga. right? And then ever since then, you know, Key and Peele's done their their version of it. Um, fucking. Uh, Chappelle has on the Chappelle show. He's done his version of it, so I'm I'm, I'm glad someone's finally taken the concept and made a, a movie out of it. And I know this is going to make uh, a certain demographic real fucking mad, and I can't wait for the hate. I can't wait for people to uh, to the. You know the 2024s. You know what I'm talking about. T in 2024 set to uh, to hate this. A uh, little anecdote before we move on. I was at a screening of uh, like of uh, poor things over the weekend, and the Magical Negroes trailer came up, and I'm fucking loving it. And after the trailer's over, I hear the couple behind me go, "What the f- what the fuck was that?" I didn't even have to turn around. I knew exactly what they looked like. I knew exactly who they were, and I cannot wait for. Uh, I, I I can't wait to 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 see all of the the hate and the vitriol, and also the love and admiration that this this uh, this movie is going to cause. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, a Quiet Place Day One dropping in June twenty twenty four. This was originally Jeff Nichols. And he left over creative differences between him and his studio. And now it is Michael Cernarski writing and directing this. And I'm excited because his previous film was Pig. And Pig is probably one of the best movies 
uh, post-COVID. The reason why it's on this list is because it stars Lupita Nyong'o and Diamond Hansu is coming back and reprising his role from A Quiet Place Part 2. I really hope this is good. Uh, I guess this is going to be uh, a little holdover meal before Quiet Place Part 3 drops. Because I know uh, John Krasinski made If, and I get it. Like, you don't want to keep making the same movie in a row. You want to take a break and come back. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm excited for A Quiet Place Day 1. If it's anything like the opening of A Quiet Place Part 2, it's going to be fucking intense and terrifying. Yeah, I mean, our love for... We don't hide our love for A Quiet Look, a quiet place universe, and honestly, uh, Jaiman Hutsu in part two was one of my favorite characters. Like him and Killian Murphy, they were great additions in the new right universe. I just they fucked up by killing off Diamond Hunsu. Like that was unnecessary. Right. So, I mean, I, yeah, I guess spoiler alert. But yeah, I was mad as fuck when they killed him. I mean, the movie's now, like, what, coming up three years. Three years old. Right. Ah, yeah, oh, right. Y'all, y'all chill out. And they screened it before lockdown, too. That's how That's how long they've been sitting on the movie. Like, they, that movie was ready to go. Like, they had the world premiere literally, right. like, right before lockdown. And then lockdown happened. And then they had to start screening it again a year later. Yeah, but we got to put the spoiler alert out there because, you know, motherfuckers get mad. It is. It is almost three years old, y'all. Like, if y'all haven't seen it, like, that's really on you. Right. That's on you. I'll give you a Uh, year. I'll give you a year after release. You can watch. I mean, I'll even give you two years. But like, a movie as big as A Quiet Place Part Two, like, I mean, uh, uh, the last movie, the last movie, and probably like Marvel. This is probably going to be Marvel's last hit movie, and I, I find it funny that Marvel is now trying. For their upcoming release dates, they're stealing Christopher Nolan's uh, window of late July. I was just Uh, like, oh, so you're straight up going to steal this nigga's release date. I was like, all right. So when he comes out for another movie and y'all put out like uh, uh, Captain America 8, I'm going to laugh when y'all flop because we all know what everybody's going to go see. Come on now. Uh, Deadpool three, I can I guarantee you this will be the last hit they have. Why? Because it's a multiverse movie that's bringing back every single iteration of the X Men into right. the MCU. Uh, look, it's on this list because we had uh, uh, Leslie Uggams, right? She's coming back from the first two. Okay. And uh, oh man, I can't remember his name, but the Indian guy who was the Mo P- who played Mo Pinder. Oh yeah, like uh, uh, he's coming back. I can't remember his name, but that's yeah. why it's on this list as well. All right. Well, you know what i I hope they stick the landing with this one. Uh, I loved uh, Deadpool one. Deadpool two was fun, but it lacked. Deadpool is a franchise where I watch it once. Yeah. And I really like it. And then I go and watch it again. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's if you know, the, it's, a, it's a joke movie. You know what I'm saying? If you know the jokes beforehand, it becomes less funny. Right. 
Which is wild because I've seen Poor Things twice and I was laughing harder the second time during Poor Things than I was the first time. Right. But like the jokes in Poor Things, those are like part of the character. In like a Deadpool movie, the jokes are just the jokes. You know, it's not not, not really part of the narrative. I mean, that is Wade's character is jokey, jokey jokes. Well, I mean... That, that's also the problem with Ryan Reynolds, though, is like, yo, that he's been in Deadpool mode since he played Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Right. Right. Uh, Shit, but we can is- even say he's been in Deadpool mode since Blade 3. Because Hannibal King, the, I was like, this is not Hannibal King. This is Deadpool. I still refuse to rewatch Blade 3. Uh so I don't know. Oh, yeah. I've only seen Blade 3 once. That was opening yeah. day. Opening day in theaters. And I walked out and I was like, oh, well, at least there's two good Blade movies. And right. there will continue to be two good Blade movies. <laughs> uh, <Ba-dum-bum. laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Deadpool 3. I mean, to, we if you listen to our best of 2023 episode, you will know I said for me, the end of the MCU was Guardians Volume 3, and I feel like for everybody else, the end of the MCU will be Deadpool 3. I have a feeling like this is going to be like the last out-and-out blockbuster they have. It's yeah. also the only movie they're putting out this year. And that's that's fine. Like, one Marvel movie a year? One, one every two years. I'd be happy yeah, with I, that. I would say that. One every two years. You know? One every two years, because... uh. It's very clear they don't even know what they're doing. Like this whole multiverse thing, like they do it when they want to do it. Right. Which doesn't make sense. And they and like they do it when they want to do it and and with varying results. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah, you, sometimes they really dig into it like Loki and then other times it's just there for window dressing just to do a bunch of stuff that doesn't like, matter, like like multiverse matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I am looking forward to Deadpool three because I've never not had a good time in a Deadpool movie, right? Yeah, and it's doing it's doing the thing that they should have did right after Days of Future Past, which is bring the original X Men back for one more adventure. That's what we all thought. Right. We're like, oh, okay, this retcon, the last stand. Now everybody's back. And we could have them for one more movie. And right. instead, they gave us X-Men Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Uh, and I still have not watched Dark Phoenix. Yeah, man. I, 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 Till this day, I tell people I don't know which one's worse, Apocalypse or Dark Phoenix, because they're both that bad. Yeah. I mean, I, even watched New, Pop- I don't even I would say even New Mutants is better than either of those two. And New Mutants is a piece of shit. Honestly, it's the X-Men stopped for me after Days of Future Past. Yeah, man. I was like, yo, y'all got it. Like y'all came off like Matthew Vaughn did his thing with first class and then y'all went right into Days of Future Past. And that was great. And then right after few Days of Future Past, y'all did Logan. And I was like, we needed a movie in between Days of Future Past and Logan. Right. Right. Because, you know, uh, Logan is not an X-Men movie. It's a Wolverine movie. So I don't even count that. But yes, uh, you did need a move. You did need a a connector. 
right, right, right. because you it was cool seeing everybody back. Wolverine's happy that everybody's alive, and now we're back in Logan. It's the future, and everybody's dead again. I'm just like, yeah, y'all needed a movie in between here, dog. Right. 100%. I'm not trying to shit on Logan because I love it, and that's probably James Mangold's best movie. But, uh... There's no probably yeah. about it. What? <laughs> what was that? There's, there's no probably about it. <laughs> I mean, I guess the only thing that comes close, right, is Copland, right? Uh, it's like all right. Logan and Copland are like all the right. two crowning right. Logan and Copland, all right. Like everything else in his filmography, I'm like, oh, that was good. Or I was just like, mm, that was a four higher job. That was like, <laughs> it was like, you know, the four higher jobs, like night and day. Yeah, you forgot about that. Uh, oh, man. Oh, oh, God. Destiny. Oh, man. I forgot all about the Mr. and Mrs. Smith knockoff that was night and day. Yeah, night and day. Uh, you watch that movie and you talk about feeling nothing. I felt nothing the entire oh. runtime. Oh, just I, I, I blocked that out. Shit. Oh. I just felt no. That's a movie you sit down and watch and you're just like, by the end of it, you're like, that is the biggest exercise in mediocrity I've ever watched. Like, I just felt nothing. There was nothing to it. <laughs> I don't even know why they anybody signed on to do this. That uh, night and day is a movie you wake up uh, that that you wake up from uh, a Tubi binge and it's on because you know Tubi doesn't stop. It doesn't ask you if you're still watching. It just puts movies on. Like you wake up and you find that whatever you were watching is over, and now you're watching night and day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, night and day, night and day. Uh, I know people love Walk the Line, but Walk the Line, I was just like, yo, we got this last year with Ray. Like this is just Ray with white people. Yeah, no, I, I didn't, I didn't like Walk. I hate music biopics, right? Because they never, they never get into the real shit, right? And and the one and one day, that's the thing is like Ray already set the template. Like you see him doing heroin, you see him shitting right. on his wife. So like when that comes out, you're just like. Well, I mean, I guess swap out heroin for cocaine and it's the same fucking movie. Right. Like, like it's wild. It's wild. Like Ray wins all those Oscars, makes all that money. And then the next year, white people lose their shit over Walk the Line. I'm like, it's the same fucking movie, y'all. Right. It's it's the same fucking movie. Uh, it might as well have been the same fucking script. They just yeah. went through fine. fine. It's like, all right, change uh, Ray Charles. To, to Johnny Cash. To Johnny Cash. Because, I mean, come on, Ray Charles, straight up in the movie, he's they, you see him making country music, so you can't even say it was different genre. Homie was making country music for a minute. Right. So, like, yeah, like, I, I wonder why. Hmm. I wonder lest, why. Hmm. Lest, lest, lest we forget, black people invented country music as well. Yeah, well, we, we invented rock and roll. We invented country, you know, everything. Yeah. Oh, so far, so far, so far, we've, we've kept rap to ourselves because even R&B's kind of gotten taken from us. But like rap music, still ours to a certain extent. But I mean, to a certain you, extent. Have you, have you heard Japanese rap, though? Those motherfuckers go hard. I'm, I don't mind. I don't mind when overseas people do it. But like I'm talking about like. Amer- as far as America goes, and just right, taking right. it, as, it as far as colonial uh, colonizers, yes, yeah, they have not colonized. They tried, oh, they tried hard. 
Oh, but you vanilla can. ice, vanilla ice. And that's why I find it funny because they always say Eminem's the best rapper. And I'm like, yo, he's good. But I mean, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> but does he like, have ninja rap though? Come on, does come he have on. Ninja he's, rap? he's also, speaking of that dude, he was at, uh, <laughs> he was at Trump's New Year's party performing that at Margola yeah. in Florida. Now, like with a Ninja Turtle. Uh, a lot of questions. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of questions. Was it a joke? No. So, someone went out there and was like, "Hey, who can we get to play our New Year's party?" And all they could find was Robert Van Winkle. Yeah, aka yeah, Vanilla Ice. Ice. Yeah, somebody filmed it. Uh, he changed the. At one point, he changes the lyrics from Ice Ice Baby to White White Baby with a dancing Ninja Turtle dancing right next to him. And I was just like, I was like, yo, if I am Paramount or Nickelodeon, I am writing up those lawsuits right now. Oh, yeah. And being like, oh, "Oh, you've been served. You've been served. Now, was he saying white, white? Like, I still more questions, more questions. Was he saying white, white baby to make fun of the crowd or is he like a white nationalist now, or was it a that play? Is, uh, that is, that's a good question. I don't know. I just saw the clip on uh, Twitter on New Year's Day, and I was just like, "Oh, starting a new year off with some real foolishness." Ah, oh, man, twenty. Oh, we're we're only eight days to twenty twenty four. It cannot it cannot be like this. So yeah, that that is uh, seven films of black excellence with Gen Z and millennial upcoming actors. Uh, I hope that you look these films up. I hope you get something out of them. I'm looking forward to all of them, some more so than others. But like, I hope you know all these are hitters because like the one thing I don't even even going into movies that I know I know are going to be some bullshit. I'm I'm like maybe it'll surprise me because the last right. thing I want to do is sit through a bad movie. I don't want I don't wish that on people who put hard hard work out there for us to watch. Right. And here's here's the thing. No like very few people do I wish to see fail. Very few. Oh, they're, they're, I can name I can name two people off the rip I know who I want who fail every time they come out and I'm like, yes. Right, right. But like That's I said, very very few people. Yeah. But yeah. especially like, you know, with uh for people with our shade or people who are uh you know not from the colder climates uh i want them to succeed i want i want them to to have the access and opportunity because it's always harder uh to be brown and a creative and be successful right um, oh uh I, uh, we we do have some creativity. We just talked about this on something else. Like black independent film is strong. Like like I said, Earth yeah. Mama, All Dirt All Dirt Roads Taste the Salt, uh, f- a thousand and one, uh, uh, Moonlight. You know what I mean? If Beale Street could talk, Origin, like. All of our young black, I mean, even Ryan Coogler, because I, I have a feeling once Black Panther's done, he's going to go back to making indie films. Like, we have talent out there, but then we also have some other people who are just in it to cash out, you know what I'm saying? And just put out the worst pro- possible product. And uh, 
Look, Look, Tubi, Tubi's filled I'm, I'm with I'm going to name it. a name because this dude comes out and he fails. And I'm like, good. Like, oh, yo, I ally, you if, you, if you guys put Deion Taylor on this list, bro, we ain't reading this on this show. Yo, you hate that dude. I love, I love how much you hate him. But yeah, I get it. All right, uh, so then you know what? You watch Fatal. You watch Fear. You watch Meet the Blacks one and two. You watch Black and Blue. Oh yeah, no, I, I look. I'm not taken away. I it's totally understandable. I get it, and that's like, what I'm talking about. Fear, fear. That shit should come with an apology from everything, from the filmmaking to the messaging. I'm just like. This is all around. The messaging is disgusting and the filmmaking is lazy. Like, that looks like a student film. Like, if you told me a student made this, I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, I get right. it. It's a student film. I, like, But yeah, like, like, we talked about this on another episode. I, I can't abide mediocrity anymore. You know? So, like, don't champion your, uh, your, your Tubi movie. Right. Champion people who are actually doing something with the craft, you know, uh, who who are taking it seriously, who are trying to elevate like we can't afford not to be the best in this sphere. You know, Um so we always need to be raising the raising the bar, and that's you know you know acting, writing, directing, stuff like that. Twenty twenty four looks like we're, we're, we're abiding abiding by that. Like we're going like look, only the best wins. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, Ho- hopefully, hopefully, and, and and that's it. That is our special little film blurs episode. All righty, peace. Get your films on with the Blurds. Once an idea has taken hold of the brain, it's almost impossible to eradicate. Unpacking movies has never been more spot on, woke, fire, and just plain lit. They are lit all the time. So if you're unsure whether or not to plop down some cash for a film, check out the Blurds. When a man with a 45 meets a man with a rifle, the man with a pistol is a dead man. Rondo's got what plants crazy. It's got electrolytes. You really only need to hang mean bastards. Mean bastards, you need to hang. Don't say you weren't warned. Ridiculous. Here's Brandon and Jeff.